To stay on top in business, stay on top of your technology with the new Business Desk podcast, the business of tech. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. First up, the Royal Commission of Inquiry. Finally, finally, the government has acceded to requests from a number of different agencies and parties to launch a royal inquiry into the government's handling of the COVID pandemic. Do not hold your breath waiting for the findings. Given the scope and breadth of the inquiry, it'll be mid-2024 before we can see any kind of official report. It is being led by uh, Australian-based epidemiologist Professor Tony Blakely. You'll have heard him on the Mike Hosking Breakfast, seen him on the telly. Former Cabinet Minister Hekia Parata, uh, she was the former Education Minister, and former Treasury Secretary John Whitehead. So they've got the chops. They know their stuff. They know the way government departments work. They know their particular specialties. And there aren't too many of them. So they'll be able to cut through all the BS, hopefully. Do not expect, though, the commissioners to be identifying whipping boys or girls. The inquiry is not going to look at individual decisions and how policies applied to individual cases or circumstances, for example, like decisions made by the Reserve Bank's Independent Monetary Policy Committee, as Inquiry Chair Professor Tony Blakely explained this morning on the Mike Hosking Breakfast. Just as we're not to look at whether a boundary line for migration was through only Hunger or south of the Bombay Hills, uh, exactly where it was, mm. that's not really our remit. Our remit more is to look at the principles and the policies of those decisions. So myself and my co-commissioners, and in particular in this case John Whitehead, who used to be the Secretary of the Treasury, uh, we need to work through ourselves exactly the scope for which parts of the Reserve Bank are in scope for us to consider and out of scope, and those that's this type of discussions we'll be having in the next couple of months. So what will be looked at? Well, the economic response taking into account they're not looking at individual particular decisions. The economic response, the decisions around border closures, community care, isolation and quarantine. It will look into the effectiveness of the government's approach to the virus, the elimination strategy and the protection of communities. Of course, it will be looking at Māori and the impact on Māori communities and also the impact the response had on communities and people most impacted by the government decisions. You may well ask, have there not been reports before? Yep, darn tootin'. Since 2020, more than 70-odd reports and reviews have been conducted, more than 1,600 recommendations made. Some of them ignored, as you'll recall me banging on when you know yet another report came out saying, well, the government's failed to respond to the re- recommendations made in the earlier report. So numerous reports have indeed been made. But... Numerous agencies have called upon the government to have one big inquiry to rule them all, to come up with a definitive answer on what worked, what didn't, and what could be done better for the time when another government has to deal with another pandemic. And I think this is positive. I mean, you know, it would be lovely to be able to put all of the blame for all of our woes on one person, take them out to the streets, hang, draw and quarter them and job done. But you won't find that here. They're looking forward. They're looking to, okay, that worked, that worked well. What can we learn from the way 
business responded? What can we learn from the way the government responded? What could be done better? Of course, you know, any future government facing another pandemic, it'll be a different pandemic, but generally there will be some sound principles that can be applied should a government choose to use them. Of course, they can look at this one inquiry to rule them all with all its findings and all its recommendations and at the time choose to ignore it completely. Certainly this government did on a number of the recommendations made by the number of reports conducted. But at least there will be a playbook. At least there will be an official record of a time when the world went crazy, when there wasn't any institutional knowledge of how to deal with a global pandemic. Everybody was doing it based on theory, based on historical precedent when the world was vastly different to the way it is today. I mean, hopefully, by the time the next global pandemic arrives, this will be slightly old-fashioned. It will be out of date. It will be an historic record. But we can't take that for granted. We have to be prepared. We have to be forward-looking, as tempting as it is, to find a scapegoat. There are other ways. I imagine, of doling out punishment where you see fit. But, you know, to have, I think, a panel of this calibre who appear to be impartial, who have the chops to be able to take on a huge job. I mean, Professor Blakely said he did think twice about it because he knew just how big it was going to be. I think to have a playbook for how to deal with future pandemics with a record of what worked, what didn't, and suggestions on what could be done better will be invaluable for the country. If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.